previously on The Drive with Lance. Without further ado, and not wasting any more time, it's half past three on your Thursday afternoon, the 1st of September 2022. We know he's a busy man, but we have the Executive Mayor of George, Alderman Leon von Weyck, on the line. Uh, Alderman, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Good afternoon, Lance. It's a pleasure to be with you today. First things first, what an incredible uh, spring day, as we traditionally call the first of September. It feels like we've almost skipped over winter or or skipped over spring and gone straight into summer. Yes, look, it's a fantastic day. You know, I think, uh, as we know in in Western Cape, our our spring sort of develops as, as we move along September. And no doubt, as we move into the warmer months, the days will get even better. Yeah, certainly promise of good things to come. Now, I know you're a busy man. Every time I go online, I see you popping up everywhere, uh, overseeing events and, and projects and uh, initiatives as well. Most recently, the launch of Tourism Month, the month of September, of course, Tourism Month. I saw you up close and personal with a giant strawberry the other day. <laughs> Tell us more about uh, what we have to look forward to. Yes, look, um, as uh, September is Tourism Month, the Western Cape uh, Premier and, and some of his cabinet uh, members were here in George on on Monday and uh, they'd asked us beforehand that they were wanting to launch the Tourism Month and get that underway and were then looking at a few places to, to go to. So the one place we did go was the, the giant strawberry at, at Redbury Farm mm-hmm. And we'd uh, chosen a couple of places for them to visit, and one was uh, was the Strawberry Farm because that is a it's an agritourism uh, uh, type of place where it uh, is very attractive for families, and obviously the kiddies uh, can do all sorts of activities there, and they've got this giant. Uh, 14-meter high, high strawberry, which they say is the biggest strawberry in the world. And then one climbs up by a circular uh, stairway inside to the top of the story and uh, top of the, the strawberry and then get this beautiful view mm-hmm. over George, over the farm, etc., etc. So that is great. And, you know, that business is a big employer. They are exporters. So they're not only playing that uh, in the tourism space. And we also... Uh, visited the Wonky Ware Pottery Factory and their retail operation. Um, they're also big employers, around about 80 people that they employ, and they've been in business 20, 25 years. And um, they've got a wonderful facility where people can go and uh, display their creative uh, abilities and go and decorate um, some some pottery that they can then buy and so forth. So we thought those were two wonderful uh, spots to utilize for the start of Tourism Month. And as part of that day, we, we rounded that off by visiting the airport as well, the George Airport. You know, Georgia Airport is the one airport in South Africa that has shown the best recovery in passenger traffic Mm. post-COVID. So uh, that is is most interesting. So we were listening to them and uh, their expansion plans because I think what we all want to see is an increase in tourism and more activity because tourism is a big driver of employment and uh, I think we, we're heading into that holiday season again, and everybody along the coasts would like to see 
the guys from inland in South Africa coming to spend time at the coast again. Yeah, certainly no one's going to pretend that things are too much easier economically, but certainly the season ahead is going to be a whole lot more open than it has been for the last two or possibly even three years. Uh, have you noticed amongst those in the tourism industry an increased optimism now that we uh, can finally get together again and, and there's more freedom in terms of movement and gathering? Yes, uh, certainly, uh, certainly that is so. Uh, in George, what we focused on and have been focusing on uh, going through the, the COVID period, we were saying we need to promote uh, events. In other words, uh, anything from sporting events to you know all sorts of other um, activities that we can attract people who can come and spend the weekend, spend long weekends, and try and do that a lot more regularly. Mm. So that is, uh, I think, has certainly assisted the, the the stakeholders within the tourism industry to have a little bit more activity. And I think the more one is able to do that, it obviously uh, then builds the number of employees that you've got. And as you've mentioned, you know, we still in uh, difficult times economically. Mm. But um, I think the, what we've seen is that uh, people were cooped up so much at home and locked away during the lockdown period that everybody wants to try and get out and, and try and enjoy some, some time in the outdoors. And with that goes, let's hope that they've got a little bit of money to spend yeah. then in, in the industry. Now, besides all that, of course, we've had to learn to, uh, we'll call it uh, box cleverer, <laughs> to, to put it one way. And a lot of focus in the past couple of years has been on, on renewables, especially now that load shedding has become a spectre once again, but it, it, it goes far beyond that. Tell us a bit about some of the work being done in making the municipality more energy resilient in recent times. Yes, you know one of the the considerations that we had, uh, you know, we say that every municipality uh, uses a certain portion of the electricity that it will buy, for to operate its own installations. So, in other words, your water treatment works and your wastewater uh, treatment works and so forth. So, the first uh, bit of uh, work that we did was to put up a a small uh, solar PV uh, plant, a, a 0.3 megawatt plant for our main building so that we can power up our main building um, with that. Um, so we are, in fact, on, on good sunny days, we are producing more power from that plant than the building uses, and, and uh, that can then go into our local grid. But we are working, we've, uh, we're working feverishly on uh, putting in another 2.7 megawatts worth of plant over the next year, two years, in terms of our own installations. And then we are um, well on the way to put in a, a 10 uh, megawatt um, solar farm, uh, of which we want the first megawatt operating by uh, this time next year, and uh, the, the balance of that a year later. So. This will then uh, get us to the point where we're probably taking about 15% of uh, what our off daily offtake is that we will be able to generate ourselves. And then uh, we're working on plans for you know, the next year or two after that to, to yeah. move that possibly up to about 30 
So that's that's what we we're trying to do to to mitigate those uh, levels of risk, and and try and get ourselves off uh, stage one and stage two. Uh, worth of load shedding as soon as possible. I was particularly jealous being in Kabecha because it's not happening here, but I know that in terms of the traffic lights, there was a, an initiative whereby the traffic lights would still be operational uh, even during periods of load shedding. Has that lived up to expectations? Is it, uh, has it been facilitating the smoother flow of traffic? Absolutely, it has. It certainly uh, helped, helped that whole process. So that was a, a project we said we wanted to get 40 lights, uh, 40 sets of lights done by June, which is our financial year end. So that we got sorted out. And um, I think probably by the end of this month, we'll have all our, our traffic lights uh, intersections in George um, uh, working on that basis. We've got a UPS that, that can then run when we've got load shedding. Could you could you send the guys uh, eastwards after they've done there? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Alderman uh, Leon von Weyck, Executive Mayor of George, joining us on the Gardner Drive this afternoon. Now, despite the fact that George is often uh, voted the most desirable place to live in the country in terms of lifestyle, safety is always going to be uppermost in, in, in many minds. Uh, tell us a bit about uh, the safety aspect. Any updates on safety uh, in in your region and what's being done to improve safety in the city? Yes, certainly, you know, we, we're paying a lot of attention to safety and we believe that is, uh, we, we need a lot more focus going, going on that uh, going forward. And uh, what we've said is we want to increase our law enforcement team, so um, our own team. So we're going to, that's what's going to be happening in this year. And that will then also start helping us move to creating our own reaction unit. Um, And at the same time, we've already got 616 CCTV cameras around George that are operating out of a uh, a control center. And uh, we actively want to to increase that. So we've been talking to the the fiber providers and... uh, uh, to see how they can assist us, and then also um, whatever we can gain out of uh, private sector in terms of neighbourhood uh, cameras that they neighbourhood watch cameras that that may exist to start adding to that. So that's going to be an active drive that we are busy with, and then moving to a full time twenty four twenty four hour control room. And those cameras are are actually. Uh, vital to to deter crime on the one side and also to catch criminals and I've been on an oversight visit at, at one at one stage a few months ago and lo and behold in front of us we saw um, a guy who was busy digging a hole next to some electric pole, a light pole and we sent our law enforcement around and that was, uh, that was so, he was uh, going down to the cables so he was caught uh, on the job, basically, and SAPS also reacted very quickly. And uh, that time was, we could arrest him. So those, these are the type of things that uh, we need to start uh, doing and being a lot more proactive in uh, dealing with uh, safety issues to make uh, life a lot uh, lot better for our citizens mm. and it all comes down to partnership doesn't it uh, private and public and it, it, it's everyone's problem and really everyone needs to be part of the solution yes no that that is certainly so that is certainly so and 
uh, we need to learn to work together and to collaborate with uh, with SAPs and with the, the uh, with the private sector, uh, so that everybody can work together. And if one can do that quite seamlessly, then um, you can see these type of improvements uh, taking effect, and it just uh, you know makes life a lot uh, a lot more positive. Uh, yeah. And we we need that positive spirit. Uh, today. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that. Executive Mayor of George, Alderman Leon von Veik on the line. Any last words before we let you go? Any last words to the uh, George community and beyond? Yes, look, I think we, we're certainly working very hard and I think uh, not only um, these uh, issues that I've mentioned now, um, but we're also focusing very, very heavily on infrastructure and making sure that we are, can refurb old infrastructure. I think you know, municipal infrastructure uh, throughout the world is probably a good 50, 60 years old now. And so uh, we are actively looking at, at what does one do to, to replace pipelines and sewage lines and uh, improve your running of waterworks, increasing capacity, uh, working on our roads, so um, this is this is a big drive that we we constantly have on infrastructure, and uh, because infrastructure is is a precursor for economic development, investment into your area, and we're also seeing that. So um, yeah, it's an absolute uh, privilege to be able to do that for our citizens. Refreshing to see the the proactive approach continuing. Um, and let's face it, we've had a, a couple of winters of discontent, so yes, hoping that uh, the spring to come and everything beyond uh, brings us a period of greater contentment and uh, good things, a time of rebirth and renewal and uh, good new things. Alderman Leon von Weg, Executive Mayor of George, thank you so much for taking time out to chat to us this afternoon. Thanks, uh, Lance. AlgoaFM.co.za, where your music, your world, is less than a click away.